Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As announced on Wednesday by the governor, churches can open on June 1st with a maximum of 10 people in attendance. A couple of faith communities have announced that they will be opening on May 26th and have indicated that they will not follow the governor's orders and have introduced their own plans to offer a safe experience in church. So let me explain something to you. It is our job to enforce the law whether we agree with the law or not. And I am not here to make any judgment on these communities. I hope the governor, legislators, or the courts can come up with a unified message on the topic. But for right now, these decisions are going to fall on the backs of our public safety department to enforce. That is the law. All along, I have asked you to follow the directives coming from the state. I'm going to ask the same of you again, and please not put our beloved Public Safety Department in the awkward and unpopular position of coming between enforcing the law and the needs of the faithful. Please don't go to church, and please continue to worship from home. Let's wait for permission before going back to church. By now, you've probably heard that the bishops of Minnesota have decided to reopen their parishes in defiance of the governor of Minnesota's unlawful decree and in defense of the faithful and of the faith. It is something to behold, a rare display of courage and sense from the bishops of the church. I showed you that clip to start things off today because I have a letter from Cardinal Sarah on what the church has become in our crisis subservient to the state and its faithless leaders, following its dictates despite the commission of the church to bring the gospel to all peoples, regardless of how dangerous it might be to do so. That is what the church is charged with, and this crisis has put on display that many in the church see themselves as little better than as members of an NGO that serves secular governments. I'll let Cardinal Sarah speak for himself on this issue. The following is his short letter. The Letter of Cardinal Sarah Does the Church still have a place in times of a global crisis in the 21st century? In contrast with past centuries, the bulk of medical care is now provided by the state and healthcare personnel. Modernity has its secularized heroes in white coats, and they are admirable. It no longer needs the charitable battalions of Christians to care for the sick and bury the dead. Has the Church become useless to society? The affliction is bringing Christians back to the essentials. Indeed, the church has since long entered into a distorted relationship with the world. Confronted with a society that pretended not to need them, Christians, through pedagogy, did their best to demonstrate that they could be useful to it. The church has shown herself to be an educator, the mother of the poor, an expert in humanity, as Paul VI put it, 
and rightly so. But little by little, Christians have come to forget the reason for this expertise. They ended up forgetting that if the church can help man to be more human, it is ultimately because she has received from God the words of eternal life. The church has committed herself to the struggles for a better world. She has been right to support ecology, peace, dialogue, solidarity, and the equitable distribution of wealth. All these struggles are just, but they could make us forget the words of Jesus. My kingdom is not of this world. The church has messages for this world, but only because she has the key to the other world. Christians have sometimes thought of the church as a help given by God to humanity to improve its life here on earth. And they did not lack reasons, so true is it that faith in eternal life sheds light on the proper way to live in this century. Dying of Despair and Loneliness The affliction laid bare an insidious disease that was eating away at the church. She thought that she was of this world. She wanted to feel legitimate in her own eyes and according to her own criteria. But a radically new reality has appeared. Triumphant modernity has collapsed in the face of death. This affliction revealed that, despite its assurances and security, this earthly world was still paralyzed by the fear of death. The world can solve health crises. It will certainly solve the economic crisis, but it will never solve the enigma of death. Faith alone has that answer. Let us illustrate this concretely. In France, as in Italy, the issue of nursing homes for the elderly, the so-called EPADs, has been a crucial point. Why is that so? Because it directly raised the question of death. Should elderly residents be confined to their rooms at the risk of dying of despair and loneliness? Should they stay in contact with their families, risking death from the affliction? We did not know how to answer. The state, trapped in a secularism that chooses on principle to ignore hope and send cults back to the private domain, was condemned to silence. For the state, the only solution was to flee physical death at all costs, even if met condemning moral death. The answer could only be a response of faith, to accompany the elderly towards a probable death, and dignity and above all the hope of eternal life. The crisis has hit Western societies at their most vulnerable point. They had been organized to deny death, to hide it, to ignore it. It came in through the front door. Who has not seen these giant mortuaries in Bergamo or Madrid? These are the images of a society that not long ago was promising an immortal augmented man. Forgetting Fear The promises of technology make it possible to forget fear for a moment, but in the end they prove to be illusory when death strikes. Even philosophy merely restores some dignity to human reason when it is overwhelmed by the absurdity of death, but it is powerless to console hearts and give meaning to what seems to be definitively deprived of meaning. In the face of death there is no human response that can hold. Only the hope of eternal life can surpass the scandal of death. But who is the man who will dare to preach hope? It takes the revealed word of God to dare to believe in a life without end. It takes a word of faith to dare for, to hope for oneself and one's family. The Catholic Church is therefore called back to its primary responsibility. The world expects of her a word of faith that will enable it to overcome the trauma of this face-to-face -face encounter with death that it had just experienced. Without, without a clear word of faith and hope, the world can sink into morbid guilt or helpless rage at the absurdity of its condition. Only the church can enable it to give meaning to the deaths of loved ones who died in solitude and were buried in haste. But if that is so, the church must change. She must stop being afraid of causing shock and of going against the tide. She must give up thinking of herself as a worldly institution. 
she must return to her only raison d'etre, faith. The church is there to announce that Jesus conquered death through his resurrection. This is the heart of her message. And if Christ has not been raised, then empty too is our preaching. Empty too your faith. And we are the most wretched of all men. See 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 14 to 19. All the rest is only a consequence of this. Our societies will come out of this crisis weakened. They will need psychologists to overcome the trauma of not being able to accompany the elderly and the dying to their tombs. But even more, they will need priests to teach them to pray and to hope. The crisis reveals that our societies, without knowing it, are suffering deeply from a spiritual evil. They do not know how to give meaning to suffering, finitude, and death.